Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Favorite 80s kids show, 651-641-1071. Good afternoon. Welcome to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show. As we wrap up another week, happy Friday. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Holly Roberts here for the fun this hour. And the question really is as simple as that. What was your favorite 80s kids show? Just uh, put on your neon uh, Zubas and... Uh, Let's check your hyper color t-shirt. Exactly. So, Colleen, you might be wondering why we're asking. Why are we asking? Because our good friend Donna Valentine prompted this question. Actually, she doesn't realize that. But, you know, Donna Valentine, she's on our station from uh, I think it's nine to noon. And <laughs> she warms she warms the audience yes. up for us. She does what we do for Lori and Julia. Mm-hmm. She and Steve both do for us what we do for Lori and Juliet. That is. Uh, warm them up. Anyway, in the in between time, she goes, you know that song? You know that one song that, like, the detective song you guys do? And I was like, um... Uh. But then I figured out it was uh, this one. And Holly, can you play the detective song in question that Donna was asking about? That's where it came from. That's not the one we actually play. The one we actually play goes, whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the... Cobra gang, and it's Colleen and I yelling over the Bloodhound gang. So she, you know, what's so funny? I, it's been so long since I've heard the actual version. Know, it right? sounded weird. It sounded weird, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah. well, wait a minute, where's us yelling in the background? <laughs> so I explained to Donna, and actually, because she goes, well, where did that come from? And I go, oh, Donna, that's from the Bloodhound gang. So then I played her the original. I didn't actually, but we just played it for you. So the original, of course, is from. The show called The Bloodhound Gang, which was part of a TV show that you and I watched as children, Colleen, called 321 Contact. Contact. It's the reason. You want to listen to that one? Yes, please. Let's listen to that theme song. Thing happens. And this was a show on PBS in the 80s. It was a science show, but part of that was this fun detective series within that show called The Bloodhound Gang, and that's where Colleen and I got the Cobra Gang from. Mm-hmm. And that just got me thinking about all of our favorite childhood TV shows from the 80s. Holly, I know we've got a couple people on the phone. Uh, let's go to one. Who's uh, Who do we got? We've got Jen. Jen is on the line. Okay, Jen, what was your favorite TV or uh, 80s kids show? It was uh, Thundercat. Ooh, thunder, thunder, yes. thunder, cats. That's a great one. Ooh, let's listen. That's ho. Oh. That's a great one. 
Colleen, did you love Thundercats? I don't remember it, but yes. Like, I, I know the opening. Oh my God, it sounds like they're on Broadway. It does. I feel like there's a lot of jazz hands. I don't remember it being so, you know... So uh, theatrical. What'd you say? Thanks. Thanks for the Thundercat memories, Jen. Who else do we have on the phone, Holly? We have Amy. Amy's on the line. All right, Amy, what was your favorite kids show from the 80s? Hi, Amy. Hello, hello. Sorry about that. I don't know how Holly answers the phone, finds the music, and Mm -hmm. juggles you guys. Because she's amazing. She has eight (laughs) hands. A lot of people don't know that about her, but she has extra limbs. Okay, I'm going to try this. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Doodaloodaloot, Inspector Gadget. Oh, of course. We love Inspector Gadget. It's the best. That show is so good. Amy, thank you for the call. Thanks for the thunder. Or, excuse me. I used to watch this after school. I I, I taste Cheerios when I hear that. (laughs) Because I used to eat Cheerios when I watched it. Um... My son, my 12-year-old son last night was getting ready for bed last night, and I could hear him upstairs just paddling around, and he goes, he starts singing that song. Weird. And I was like... How does he know I Inspector go, where, Gadget? I Probably TikTok. I have no idea. I was like, where did you learn that? He didn't answer me, but... Oh, my God. That's hilarious. If you're just joining I know, us... I was like, that is a good show. <laughs> it is. If you're just joining us, we're talking about our favorite 80s kids shows. Uh, we did some uh, of our PBS favorites, and listeners shared some of their favorites. Holly's on the phone, but one of the other ones, and um, Holly, if you get a chance, I know you're uh, doing a lot back there, but if you could play one of mine, and Colleen, I think your favorite kids shows from the 80s as well, uh, it's a little thing called Reading Rainbow. Yes. Oh, God. Anything. Don't you just love how, like, musical these theme songs were? Like, I know there are theme songs now, but but yes, it's just, it's theater, man. Holly, who else do we... It feels really learny. It feels real learny. Who else is on the phone? We've got Benjamin. Benjamin, you're going to have our last word. What was your favorite kids show from the 80s? Uh, It was Heathcliff. Oh, the cartoon oh, yes. Heathcliff. Yes. I although now that I hear that in my head, I can't think of the theme song. Neither can I, I. I had it on the tip of my tongue and it's a, it's a hard one to remember, but I just remember cuz it runs through the entire alleyway with all the different cats. Let's have yes. a listen and thanks for your recommendation. Stuff Garfield was just kind of sitting there being a, you know, schlump. It's true. You don't agree, Holly? <laughs> I, I just laugh because they're both endearing in their own ways. Yeah, they both have their mm-hmm. own redeeming value. Hey, I want to, um, Colleen, first of all, I want to ask you if there was a favorite kids show from the 80s that uh, we have yet to mention. You can't do that on television. Oh, that's such a good one. I didn't even think of that one. That oh, was a great Nickelodeon show. My life. That's, of course, um, the only thing I remember from You Can't Do That on Television was getting slimed, mm-hmm. right? Where they would dump green yeah. goo on you. And then you remember the cafe with the guy who was disgusting, who like, I think it was like Booger's Cafe. I don't even Barth. remember what it was called. But Barth! Thank you, Barth. Is this the theme song? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little quiet though, sorry. No worries. Oh, I loved that oh, show. Our childhood. Don't encourage your mother. <laughs>
wonderful memories. Uh, Canadian mm-hmm. humor. Too many to remember. Also, oh, remember what? there was a segment of that show where they all were in lockers and they would like oh, yeah. come out of the locker and tell like the beginning of a joke and then somebody else would get the punchline. And it's they'd... very laughing. Oh, God, I loved that so much. Very laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's let's leave with... Oh, an... I was laughing. hey Can we leave with another one, Holly? Do you mind if you play us out with a little great space coaster? All right. Oh, this is one of my favorites. We'll be right back here on the Colleen and Bradley show with our good friend, Paul McGuire Grimes. What are we going to watch this weekend? Well, good news. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is here to tell us what we should be watching or maybe what we shouldn't be watching. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lundstrom. Hi. And Paul, thanks for being with us again. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm full of positivity, full of joy, full of great reviews. Here we go. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, and I'm glad you're full of joy. Where are we going to start? <laughs> ah! Well, uh, let's start there. <laughs> let's go to the theaters to go see Scream. This is the fifth entry in the Scream franchise, and it and fans will have an absolute blast with this movie. Okay, why, can okay, I ask a so- dumb question? Sorry. Why are okay. why are we doing Scream now? Well, you know, what's great about Scream, and if you remember the first film, it's very kind of referential to the horror genre. And Scream movies never go away. So long beloved franchises like this will kind of always come back. It's the 25th, you know, 2021 was the 25th anniversary of the first one. And this is, again, another way to kind of talk about that film, talk about this franchise, talk about the state of the horror genre again today, and kind of bring back these iconic characters that fans have loved time and time again. Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, David Arquette are back in this one, and they've been in all five of them. Okay, can I just say two things? One, we have recently watched all the available screams with my family. So everybody at our house is extremely excited about this. (laughs) And number two, um, I, okay, I know you probably didn't get this by watching the movie, but like the chemistry between Courtney Cox Arquette and David Arquette, was it there? Um, Well, it is for their characters. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, so we find their characters, we find all three of our kind of OGs, if you will, in a different place than we last left them. And what's great about this one is I think that there's this emotional weight that comes with having the three of them coming back to Woodsboro, Woodsboro, dealing with these old haunts and these old, their past. And how do they, that extra history is there. And you feel that between Courtney and David, Nev and David, like it, it's, it's, it's well done in this. And do they give some? Yeah, Yeah. tell us what they give us though. That sort of not just gives us nostalgia vibes, but also like keeps us, you know, occasionally jumping in our seats. Do they do a good enough job of that as well? Absolutely. I mean, what's what's interesting to remember about this franchise is that Wes Craven directed the first four films, and it's like, how do you top Wes? And he passed away in 2015, and the new directing team, Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette, they made this movie a couple years ago called Ready or Not, and they became directors because of Wes Craven. So every step of the way, they were like, what would Wes do in this? And they know how to bring the suspense as well as the laughs. There are times where you will jump in your seat. They know how to craft kind of a good suspenseful scared moment 
moments, but then there's also really funny things in there. And there's so much homage to this franchise, the horror genre. They talk about elevated horror and how people are just sick of slasher films. And the premise is that there's this new round of killings in Woodsboro that brings our OG characters back because the, the victims are all related to the victims of the original film. And then Ooh. Roger Jackson's voiced Ghostface along the way is voicing Ghostface here. So he's just, you get that sense of like, oh, his eerie tone. And they play up that idea that everybody's a suspect. So at one point you're like, oh, that's going to be the killer. And you're like, oh, wait, no, that's going to be the killer. And then you will hopefully be on your toes when they are revealed in the final act. Oh, I love this. Okay, so there's a little something yes. for everybody. What did you end up giving it in terms of ticket stubs? Four, yeah, four out of five ticket stubs. I love the Scream franchise, but I do think that this one is still made really, really well. So it's not like a Scream bias that I have. I mean, maybe it's flipping in, but I had a great time watching it. I was reacting in the theater. I was laughing. I was jumping. I was like, I had audible reactions. I got to interview all of them as well. So that just was a big treat to talk to Nav and David and the rest of this really new podcast. Uh, Jack Quaid, who is Meg Ryan Jack Quaid's son, he is in it. Uh, Mason Gooding is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. He is in it. And really, like, wow. just a phenomenal new cast. Yeah. Sounds like an amazing cast. Speaking of amazing cast, can we talk about the tragedy of Macbeth? Because oh, this I'm also so excited about has got this. a lot of people, myself included, very excited. Uh, yes, this is in theaters if you want to go to theaters, or it is streaming on Apple TV+. And this is a new adaptation. It's, it's an adaptation of William Shakespeare's play Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington, as Macbeth, Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth. And if you don't know Macbeth, he, um, Denzel is haunted by these three witches, all played by Catherine Hunter, who basically tell him, you need to be the king of Scotland. So he kind of believes her prophecy and goes and kills the king uh, in order to rule over the throne. And what happens after that is incredible. Okay, and, and Joel Cohen, the Cohen brothers directed it. Oh, okay. So does it have sort of like a Cohen brothers vibe? I mean, like, is that noticeable? It, at all? I mean, it does because it's violent. It's you got you have phenomenal performances. Some of the best acting I've seen this year coming from Denzel Francis, uh, Catherine Hunter's incredible in it as the witches, and you get Joel Cohen is such a visual director that it's stunning to look at. It's all in black and white, and it plays off like shadow and light and like mystery of like what is lurking in the lurking in the distance what is happening it's all shot on like sound stages so it kind of still has that stage feel to it even mm. though it's a movie you know we watched the trailer for this my husband um i don't think you would mind my saying this never studied <laughs> shakespeare ever oh yeah, and yeah. i took i took oh. a couple shakespeare classes and so, like, I have this, like, love of Shakespeare, and he was like, I, he, he was like, I want to see this, and I'm afraid I'm not going to understand it. And I said, the thing about Shakespeare is it takes a while to get used to the cadence mm -hmm. of yep. it, but when you have a really good actor like Denzel Washington, like Francis McDormand, when, you forget the language, and you, you know exactly, like, you don't miss a thing. In fact, Absolutely. I think you see Enough. more. Oh, incredible. I mean, there's so much in the text. And even if, like, I, it's been a while since I've actually watched a Shakespeare adaptation. But, like, watching it, I was like, I, it took me a little bit, like you said, to kind of get into the text, get into the iambic pentameter. And then I was in it. And then to watch those two masters, Denzel and Francis, delivering this text, delivering who these two characters are, is, is really a master class. And it's a 100 minutes. I mean, Shakespeare, a five-act Shakespeare play, kind of truncated to 100 minutes, 
it goes quickly. Yeah, so we're not going to be like mm. halfway through and I'm like, I think I'm falling asleep and I'm not sure where no, I am right I, now. No, I really hope not. It's that it's that good. Yeah, I, I, I imagine with the people putting this production together, there is a reason for us to sit up and watch all the way through. How many ticket stubs did you give The Tragedy so, of Macbeth? Four to five ticket stubs for The Tragedy of Macbeth, Apple TV+. And I did get to talk to Denzel, Corey Hawkins, and Alex Hassel, who's also in it. Awesome. Quickly, I know Colleen wants to hear what you have to say about Cobra Kai. My favorite. Yes. <laughs> the new season of Cobra Kai, season four on Netflix. If you've been a fan of this series so far, season four does not disappoint. I mean, you've got Daniel and Johnny trying to come together with their two uh, their two dojos to trying to take down John Kreese, the dojo of Cobra Kai, in order to win the tournament. But Kreese has some tricks up his sleeve when he invites his old buddy Terry Silver, who he last on Karate Kid Part 3, back to like boost up his dojo as well awesome how many ticket subs did you give it three and a half out of five colleen what did what do you like about it i do i cannot i cannot figure out how they make every single season even better i love it so much good yes awesome to hear yeah yeah it's great <laughs> if you've never watched it watch it it's a great weekend binge awesome paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies thank you for joining us yet again are you going to be on twin cities live today Absolutely, and you can see some of those interviews there. All right, and you can also check out his website, paulstriptothemovies.com, and he'll be back with us again next week. We'll be back after this break with some people uh, acting like fools. Crazy, stupid idiots right here on My Talk 107.1. We made it to Friday. Oh, and we made it to Friday with some crazy, stupid idiots here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment all over the place uh, on our website. We've got an app, and we're doing it right now. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Let's get right to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida and sometimes other places like the world. Um, oh. I'm assuming this is California because it's called. Uh, it says the Anaheim Stadium. I don't, I'm not a sports person, though. I don't know yeah, where that that's is. California. Okay, Anaheim won Supercross Angel Stadium. Is that a thing? Okay. Anyway, uh, and I want to tell you about a lady that did something. Things got out of hand, and there was a brawl. That I mean, this all ended up in a brawl, and uh, with people screaming, and then it was all um, sort of mm, videotaped. <laughs> That's not even a thing. Uh, video was <laughs> captured via the TikToks on the social media, and then it was shared to Twitter, which is how we learned about it. And it all boils down to one very exuberant fan getting very excited. Do you want to imagine how excited this fan got that earned Did- these people crazy, stupid, because it's not just her. It's a lot of people getting crazy, stupid, and idiotic. Oh, okay. I thought it was a him, and I was going to ask if he took his wiener out. No, it's not a wiener out situation. Is it a boobies out situation? Yes! Oh, okay. So, Why do people respond to excitement with nudity? 
Wait, you met the don't world? answer that. Sorry. I, well, I would just like to correct the record. I actually respond to nudity with excitement. Excitement, exactly. Um, but I don't generally go, my team is winning! Take my pants off! But this lady got real excited. Uh, and she ended up getting booed by fans. Uh, that's because she boobed the fans. What had happened was... This is just crazy. So apparently police were called because there were fights in the stands, um, basically following a woman who decided to, um, well, she was drinking and celebrating and flashing her boobies. And people didn't like that so much, right? Um, (laughs) You can hear people in the background saying, there are plenty of places girls can flash their boobies. No need to do this in a stadium full of kids. And you can hear a lot of... Put your boobies away. Put your boobies away, hon. I said boo burns. <laughs> Thanks for the Simpsons reference, Holly. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. No need to do it in an attention or for attention in a stadium full of kids. We should all hate it when there's uh, something going on and someone interrupts. So they were also mad that she was interrupting the race with her boobs. Um, of course, some people, I think, were particularly excited about her boobs Others were not. I think most of the ones that were excited were other men drinking men. alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other boob lovers. Um, but then the enraged fans decided to get in on the situation. So it's not just the boob lady that was crazy, stupid idiot. There was there were fans that decided to take things to the next level. Do you want to imagine what they did? Did they take off their shirts and pants? <laughs> it was just like a boob wave. And then it became like a, a boob wave. Like, like, a, like a weird what? orgy or something? Yes, then everyone just started having sex. No! Ew. No. <laughs> yeah, especially at like... No. Oh, Put no. Down <laughs> no, the enraged fans started confronting her and then cruelly doused her in beer. Oh, which I also I just feel she... like is part of a music video. Right. I was just going to say, so, again, I think somebody probably enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah I was like, going to say that sounds like an escalation to take it to porn. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then porn. Yeah. That's <laughs> only two steps from porn. But they were just throwing beer at her to like, you know, boobies bad beer. <laughs> it's just weird. Can you imagine? Like, how do you explain that to your children? Oh. Mommy, why are they throwing beer at that lady? Yeah. I don't know. People people don't always manage themselves well when they're out in public. <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt, please. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. People don't handle oh. themselves well in public most days. That's true. All right, so that was Boobs... Uh, McGee. Boobs McGee over in Anaheim. <laughs> boobs on Anaheim. <laughs> From Boobs in Anaheim, where are we going next? We're going to Queens, New York. Oh, We're going okay. to Howard Beach All in right. Queens. Oh, I bet there's some boobs there. Well, this guy was a boob. Um, you know, the, we, we know very little about this suspect, um, but we do have a camera, a traffic camera. It is from the intersection of 86th Street and 158th Avenue. If you are familiar with Queens, you may know that particular area. Um, there is a clean blanket of snow in Queens. Uh, only but one car has driven on this fresh snow in this uh, security video, this uh, traffic video we have. And what we see, I'll just give you the play-by-play, is a car going in the opposite direction and a guy rolling up on an electric bike. 
and stopping directly below the traffic camera, looking behind him to make sure nobody's there, looking twice just to be sure, taking out a gun and shooting the traffic camera oh six times. Oh my god, he oh my god, that's terrifying. What is he doing? It happens at three eighteen AM. He shot at the camera multiple times. Also didn't he was trying to disable the camera. Didn't do that, by the way. And he missed all six. It's weird though, you can and then see he the biked away. You can see the gunshots. It's weird. Yeah, you can see it discharge. It's very bizarre. But he missed all six. And Wow. The traffic camera still works. Did they um, catch him? No, they have not caught him yet. If you have any tips, please call Crime Stoppers. Mm-hmm. I don't have any but tips, no, but but there were no injuries, so that's good. nobody I mean, was that's hurt. Dangerous, and also, right? um, we don't have those speed cameras anymore. I, I'm always confused about why some places get to have them and we don't, because I just think that I don't, I don't know that those are always such a bad thing. I agree. If you think, again, assume you're always on camera. If you do that, it'll help you behave better. Speaking of, and I didn't know about this, and I don't know how I feel about this, and I don't want to take us too far off track, but have you ever driven through a part of the country where they have, like, helicopters? Yes. So, like, but by that I mean, (laughs) I think everywhere has helicopters. (laughs) No, I mean traffic... Yeah. Aerial surveillance. And I don't even know if it's helicopters or like a drone that's flying around. But like uh, we were driving, we did a couple road trips this fall to um, the Chicago land and other parts, Illinois areas. And there's a stretch of, I don't remember if it's 90 or 94, where it says like aerial surveillance. And they got some kind of aerial surveillance on you. So if you're speeding, even though it doesn't look like there's anyone around, they can still see you. When I was a kid. When we were on a road trip, we got pulled over and I was like, how did, who saw that? Like, I, nobody had any idea. And then my parents were like, there was a traffic helicopter that got us. And that was like terrifying to me that like there could be a whirly bird in the sky watching our every move. Yeah. That's kind of creepy and scary. Little did I know (laughs) I'd be carrying a little computer around with me for the rest of my life. Yep. Well, it's true. Um, speaking oh. of creepy, I want to give you a crazy, stupid idiot update. Uh, specifically, I want to tell you, do you remember Cody? Maybe. What? How else would I know him? Cody Meter. Does that name ring a bell to you at all? Yes, but I don't know why. Um, Cody did something and he finally got arrested or not arrested. He finally got charged I and mean, he got his, his, uh, sentence. He was sentenced. Okay. Words are hard on Friday. Okay, but what did he do and what did he get Well, he entered a misdemeanor plea before a circuit court judge in St. Petersburg, Florida, which means he's going to have to pay about $725 in court costs and fines after admitting that he did something kind of nasty in 2019, and it was at a Target. Do you Uh remember Cody at the Target? Oh, did he get freaky with like a... It wasn't an Elmo. Was it an Elmo? It was not was Elmo. It a frozen doll? It, it was, was like a frozen a... doll. Yeah, see? It was I, I remember. Olaf the Snowman. Yes, that's so, right. And there's video if you'd like to watch um, him getting freaky with Elmo. Or not Elmo. I mean, if if that's Olaf. what you're into, by but all means. You can't... It's so... It, it's creepy. Okay, so here's the story for the audience. 
he was arrested in 2019 for maliciously damaging Target goods by <laughs> on stuffed animals. Yeah. Uh, he was wearing shorts and a t- Star Wars t-shirt, proceeded to the front of the store, uh, or to the front of the store and picked up Olaf from a display and began <laughs> the subject he finished. He did a different kind of off with Olaf. <laughs> He finished having her her with her her and her 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 heard on it and then her her it off. Uh, mm-hmm. He was then confronted and he just admitted he did some stupid stuff and that he had her her on the Olaf. Um, the the you know I don't want to say funny thing is but the kind of creepy weird thing is they have video and you can it's like a security video. And you mm. can't see him. You can just see part of him moving very fast. And it's just, it's such a bizarre thing. Is it thing. the part that I'm thinking that's moving fast? Well, there's just a part of him, and I don't know what part it is. Oh, okay. okay. But something's moving. Like, you can see in the video, something's moving very quickly, and then he gets up and, like, walks away. And mm. I just, I, I think of, like, every time you go to Target, like, what would you do if you just walked around the corner and somebody's... Ugh. Doing, doing Olaf. Just, it would be terrifying. At the same time, I don't know what I would do. Do you run? Do you scream? He, anyway, was arrested and thankfully charged and has uh, now, um, now received fines and probation two years later. Good. Or three Good. years later. God, it's been Good. a while. Oof. So, anyway, just thought Apparently I'd it had you. been a while. Poor Olaf. <laughs> yes. Poor Olaf. They do show the two animal, the two stuffed animals in question. No. I hope they went to good homes. Uh, no. The, I no, hope they didn't go to anybody's home. Well, no, I don't mean that. I just mean I hope <laughs> like, those poor animals didn't do anything. Oh. But something got done to them. <laughs> and that's what's important to remember in this story. Uh, here's what's going to be done to you, dear audience, when we return. We are going to play a game. <laughs> With you, and it's called the Throwback Live, right here on My Talk 1071.